Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of For the Love of Sports. Today, we have a very cool guest, Ray Digme Navarrete. Ray was a minor league baseball player in the Pirates, Astros, and Mets farm system, made it up to the AAA. And he also played for the in, within the Atlantic League, which near me is pretty impressive. Um, played for the Somerset Patriots and owns almost all the records in the Long Island Ducks uh, history books. Um, he also got to share the field with Mariano Rivera and Derek Jeter and some of the most incredible athletes that we know of um, in all of baseball. So it was a lot of fun to get to hang out with him and talk with him. He has now created a fashion clothing line called Dig Me, uh, where we really get to talk about how he got into that, what he was able to do, um, and what he looks forward to doing with Dig Me, which is a lot of fun. And it's also very cool to hear all the names that he drops during the conversation. So hope you guys have a lot of fun listening to this one as well. Awesome. Well, this is great. Just click the record button so we can uh, we can capture all this. So yeah, today yeah. we have uh, we have Ray Digme Navarrete, <laughs> uh, cool guy, former minor league baseball player, Pirates, Astros, Mets farm system. Played with yeah. Jacob Degrom, if I'm not mistaken, um, and some I, of those I, guys. I, I didn't play with Jacob oh. actually. You know, unfortunately, um, I'm a little older than him, but um, I had the opportunity of meeting him uh, quite a few times, and um, he has been seen. Um, mm. You know some of our gear in the past and uh really really awesome guy super nice he treated myself and the rest of our digme team um really really awesome for a guy who has had so much success so um i never did play with jacob but um some of my former teammates who were on the mets at that time um you know of course were teammates with him and that's how we we got the connection so um it's I love kind of it. the, yeah how the baseball world always it seems to you know just grow your relationship sometimes you don't have to play with someone or be on the same team or you know, play in the same league over the course of playing in your career, you meet guys that play as well too. And then they pass along their contacts as well to you too. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's real relationships, right? It's yeah. networking. Uh, it's networking, but just in the context of, Hey, we all, uh, we all did this thing. That's pretty incredible. Um, you know, yeah. we all played, played professional baseball. There's only so many people on planet earth can say that. Um, you might know more of them than most people only cause yeah. you did it for a very long time. Um, but I just think it's great. And, uh, Ray is also the founder and creative director of dig me. Uh, which yes. is a pretty sweet fashion line, which is actually, yeah. we are probably about one and a half miles apart from each other right now. Um, really? Yeah, man. I've told Get you this multiple here. times. I've tried to come down to the store. I don't even know how many times. You just don't answer my emails, man. Oh my God. Listen, you're not, the, you're not the only one who ever gets on my case about that. Um, oh, you're that's good, right, man. dude. Where, yeah. Whereabouts are you again? I'm right, I'm right in Manville. You're in Somerville. Oh, that's right. You're mm -hmm. absolute. Well, we're yep. gonna have to. We're gonna have to get together sometime we'll soon in person. We'll figure it out one of these days. Yeah. I actually saw you posted something up today, and I always look in the background because I want to see where you are. And yeah, you were just right on Main Street, Somerville. It looked great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looked yeah. sunshiny. So I'm sure that picture was from a little while ago because you guys were in t-shirts. And yes. I don't know. It's like. 45 degrees out yeah, right now it, it but was, it was definitely um it was definitely uh from last year we've done a lot of really cool photo shoots in somerville as you know it's an incredible town a very lively and growing town um 
and it's great for photo shoots, but uh, you're going to see a bunch of like old photos being posted today because today is National Hat Day. Ah. Um, since uh, since our, one of our catchphrases is tip your cap and, uh, you know, a big part of our brand is our hat collection. Um, we're going to showcase some of our best pictures of, of some of our people wearing our hats today. I love it, man. You got some yeah. cool stuff and I'm, I'm very excited to dig into it. But the first, after yeah. this little, you know, pleasantry section, which is always my favorite part. I just love shooting the shit. Um, yeah. what, where does your love of sports come from? Wow. That's a great first question. Um, where does my love of sports come from? Um, well, I guess I would just have to, I would guess going back to when I was really, really little, what I remember the most and not to sound like very cliche or movie like answer, but when I, what I remember the most is when I was a little kid in my household, um, you know, the Mets or Yankees were on regular television. So like channels nine channels 11 before all the cable networks had like 200 channels. So in my house, um, I just, I fell in love with baseball right away. And then there was this guy on the Mets who I was more enamored with his name than probably his talent because I was so young at the time. Um, and he, his name was Daryl Strawberry. So the name just struck to me as a little kid, you know, here's this person with like a fruit as a last yeah, name. Yep. I was probably just like pumped up and I'm like, that's my favorite player. And it just so happened that he had a really cool last name. And he at the time was one of the best players in baseball. So um, to answer your question, um, it definitely was Daryl Strawberry. It definitely was the New York Mets in, in the 80s. Um, and I, I remember watching those games and saying to myself, there are grownups who get so excited and pay money to go watch these guys play baseball. And I love to play baseball too. So therefore, that's the job I want to have. And um, I think that's how the whole um, <clears throat> love of the game and uh, the interest of wanting to see how good I can get and how long and how far I could get in the game um, probably stem from. I love it, man. And I'm a very big Mets fan. So that, that definitely, awesome, uh, awesome. we're, we're going to have a great conversation here, yeah, but uh, no, I mean, same thing. I mean, what kid growing up didn't want to be a professional sport, a yep. professional athlete in some way, shape or form for me, it was yep. baseball as well. That was, that was my first love. Um, and I still love it to this day, pitchers and catchers less than a month yep. away from as of recording. So, yep. um, we're counting them down already. I think it's in the twenties already, which I'm super excited about, but yep. it's just, there's something about baseball, man. I don't know what it is. And it's just, yes. it's like, uh, I have a, a buddy of mine. He, he had a great analogy. He's like, it's a game of chess and you can make the right move every time and still lose because nothing works out perfectly. You know, you could yes. throw that curveball to Mike Trout, you know, on O2, but you could just hang it and he could crush it. Um, yeah, so there's, there's so many things about baseball like that, where it's the game inside the game inside the game, which is my favorite part. So yeah. we'll see. I don't know. I'm excited. But um, <laughs> Ray, Ray was a member of the Houston Astros farm system. Um, yes. And I'm sure a couple people have heard of that. The Houston Astros have come up recently <laughs> in the news. I don't think you had anything to do with it. But no, if you did, no, no. That, that's a long play. It's a very yes. long play if you had something to do with that. Yes. But um, So you played in three different minor league um, systems, the Pirates, the Astros, and the Mets. You made it to AAA. I know for the Mets, were you the AAA with the other uh did you make it no. um basically my career started i played my college ball at seton hall university very proudly jersey guy so very proud alum of seton hall university um started my career with the pittsburgh pirates organization um i climbed the minor league ladder up to double a with the pirates i also participated in major league spring training um so i was in big league camp in the major league games i actually had an opportunity um to play against the astros major league team in spring training and i also had an opportunity to play against the new york yankees um about three or four days prior to opening day 
Um, it was wow. really cool. Yeah, really cool to be on the same field in the same box score as Derek Jeter and those guys. And in that game, I actually had the opportunity to hit against Mariano Rivera uh. um, to give you a little bit of a sense of how close I really was to getting to the big leagues. Um, but to answer your story, uh, a couple of years after that, um, I was traded from the, uh, the Pitcher Pirates organization to Houston. Um, I was with Houston for parts of one year where I was in double A with them in Corpus Christi. Um, and then the following year, I signed with the New York Mets, and that's where I was in Norfolk, uh, playing for the Norfolk, Norfolk Tides, uh, AAA for the New York Mets. That's awesome. And so yeah, when yeah. you were, when you were, well, first, do you have that box score framed with Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera and all those of guys course. in it? Yeah. Of okay, course. cool. Listen, um, you know, I remember that day for a, a couple of reasons. Number one, even though it wasn't Pittsburgh Pirates versus the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium per se, and it was a, a spring training game and not a regular season game. Um, you know, I, I just remember my whole career and finding myself in a big league stadium in spring training a few days away from opening day. Um, to me will always be a, an accomplishment that 99.9% of little kids who ever wanted to play baseball will never be able to experience. And let alone, um, because it was so close to opening day, um, we were playing the Yankees. Like those guys were really getting ready. The season was around the corner and I had an opportunity to now hit against the one person who has been voted unanimously into the hall of fame. So mm -hmm. um, yes, I have that box score. And ironically, um, I came into the game, I believe in the sixth or seventh inning as a defensive replacement. And I got my at bat, of course, in the ninth inning against Mariano Rivera, but how the box score worked out, I was, I was placed into the second hole of the lineup. So when you look at the box score, you see batting second, Derek Jeter. You see batting second for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Ray Navarrete. It's pretty dope. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier, um, I just became a father about uh, 13 days ago. I'm brand spanking new dad. And I remember always saying to myself after that game, I said, I'll always have that box score. And if, I, if I'm ever lucky enough to be a father, I'll be able to show my kids one day. So, um, yes, I have the box score. Yes, it's framed in multiple places. And I'm sure I'll be bragging about it to my, to my children when they're old enough to understand. You should brag about that to everybody always. Uh, you know, I'm sure your children, they'll, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to explain that to them. But uh, yeah, brag to everybody because you can brag yeah. now. I mean, just yeah. just go for it, man. I mean, like, hey, I've never played against Derek Jeter or Mariano Rivera. Um, I mean, I'm a big Mets fan, not yeah. a huge Yankees fan, but I respect obviously everything yes, as well, as um, well. that they've been able to do. And, you know, it's just one of those things where if, if, if I'm not watching the Mets, I am watching the Yankees. I'm just rooting against them. You know, it's, yes. I'm here in New York or I'm here in the New York area. So yes. my, my mom growing up, I never understood it. It made no sense. We're all Mets fans. And yeah. when, whenever Mets would go to commercial, we'd switch to the Yankees. I was like, mom, we hate the Yankees. Why are we watching them? She's <laughs> like, well, we want to see if they lose. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's time. a good point. All right. Yeah. And plus yeah. it's, it's very frustrating being a Mets fan um, for so many reasons, but yes. watching a not just competent, but like a smart organization do the right thing continuously. Yes. Not only makes me envious, not only makes me jealous, but like, I'm just thinking like, well, did I have to be a Mets fan? Like, couldn't no, have, right. couldn't have, couldn't my mom have been a Yankee fan? That way I could see what success yeah. is supposed to look like, but it's whatever. I would not change it for the world. I love the Mets. I love the Grom. It wouldn't be as fun. It wouldn't be as fun. And exactly. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. But no, no, I, no. Listen, the Mets have had, far fewer incredible moments and of course the Yankees organization and mind you to the the Mets defense the Yankees have also been around a lot longer um but I'm sure I speak for the 69 fans and even the 73 fans in the World Series in 86 and 2015 because they're so few and far between I feel like it makes it that much more memorable mm -hmm. and that much more prideful for Mets fans um I think it's a lot more fun. And to be quite honest with you, I actually think that their future is extremely bright for many, many reasons. So um, this is a good time to be a Mets fan again. 
Again, I would not trade it for the world. Um, yeah. It's just the frustration, I guess, that comes with it, especially because my cousins are all Yankees fans, um, yeah. and they're extre- I'm extremely close with them, so it's something yeah. that we talk about my, all my, the time. My family, um, my mom, my dad is a diehard Yankees fan. My sisters, my brother and I are Mets fans. Um, my father-in-law, my wife's dad, is a diehard Yankees fan, so um, I feel your pain. Um, there are some household moments where I put the Mets game on, and I could – I feel the dirty looks that I didn't put the Yankee games on, but it is what it is, man. Hey, man, it's your house, right? What are they, what are they going to say? <laughs> you better believe it. Yep. Exactly. That's funny, though. But, yeah, no, I, I am very grateful, and I'm very excited for the future. I was, at the, I was at the one World Series game in 2015 that they won, so that was the coolest experience of my entire life. Hold on a second. That means that you and I were at the game together. No I was, way. I was there um, with one of, my, one of my best friends. We were there as, as Mets fans, but also we were doing um, – a ridiculous dig me. I don't even know what to say, but it was like a dig me marketing risk move. Um, if guerrilla marketing, yeah, guerrilla so marketing is the I'll best give you marketing. 20 seconds. I'm sure you've, uh, you know, you may have scrolled through our Instagram feed or maybe you type in our uh, dig me in Google and it may have popped up. That was the game. Noah Syndergaard pitch, correct? Correct. Okay. 60 feet, six inches. Meet me there. Yes. So I had this crazy idea and I'm sure we'll talk about my brand, but I had this crazy idea we were trying so hard to get over the hump, trying so hard to get attention. And we're such a small brand. We don't, you know, we don't have a lot of marketing dollars, whatever. So I said to myself, our biggest uh, phrase is tip your cap. And I'm like, what if we came in there with a sign um, that would get us attention, but also give the Mets and Noah attention, right? And you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to solicit a game. Yeah. You can't put like www. You know, whatever.com on a sign. So what we did was we created this huge blue and orange, but it was orange with the blue font, amazing font um, that said Noah. And the O was the Digme guy. Ah. We strategically had people right behind the dugout. So the entire game, every time Noah Syndergaard walked off off the field after he had another great inning, our guy would hold the sign up and it said Noah. Um, the next morning we saw it on ESPN sports illustrated ABC. It was everywhere. And then the Mets, showed that photo not knowing it was us mm-hmm. on their like instagram and twitter feed so for us it was a cool moment we got a lot of like comments and tweets and emails like we just saw the guy in the tie on a sign you know so um that was a really cool moment and you were there you didn't even know we were doing yep. it and we were both had, in the same place i was uh we were far away standing room only it was mm-hmm. uh it was insane um mm-hmm. david wright hit a home run hit that home game run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taken. Yeah. that was you know tears in my eyes kind of situation um yeah. so yeah i'm very grateful i got to go to the one they won um yes. a friend of mine actually went to the game that that they lost the oh, world series yeah, the on which day, is yeah. yeah which is awful yeah. but um yeah. it was worth it it was fun it was incredible that run was amazing yes. and um yeah i wouldn't trade it for the world so they're uh, gonna make a run they're gonna make a run here in the next couple of years I, we'll I, have see. No, I have no doubts about it i'm very very excited and looking yeah. forward to it but i yeah. won't have my hopes too high ray <laughs> i won't get my I, hopes too high. i get it i get it i get it but that is that is fantastic so um you played in these three systems for a while I got with the Mets for a little while. Um, you also played for the Somerset Patriots, which again is about like 10. No. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, you made a face though. So I, I was like, face. I did. All right. Face. All yes. right. Uh, yeah. Which is about 10 minutes from where I am now. Yes. <laughs> Please explain the face. <laughs> um, the face is, it's a funny face. So if anybody um, 
you know, sees this, uh, whether it, if they listen to the, the audio podcast or if they show, if you show the video at all, um, the face is funny for this reason. Um, I have nothing but amazing things to say about the Patriots. First of all, um, unbelievable organization run from top to bottom from the owner, Mr. Califer to the GM, Mr. McVeary, um, incredible stadium, my favorite opposing place to play in my entire career. Um, I was there for a very short period of time. Um, and I guess my face is because it was one of the teams I couldn't break through in. So I got there and the team was stacked. I barely played. Um, we won the championship that year and I was the only player on the roster who did not play one inning, one at bat, one play in the postseason. <clears throat> the following off season, I signed with the New York Mets, um, did all right for myself. And then I became a free agent again. And, uh, the Patriots had an opportunity to sign me first. Um, you know, my agent and I, we called them first and they were stacked again and they passed. And uh, that's how I ended with the Long Island Ducks. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next eight years I played for Long Island Ducks. And um, I guess you can say the rest is history there. And the Ducks and the Patriots are the biggest of rivals in the Atlantic League. Um, so I think it's kind of ironic that I'm a Jersey guy through and through always will be. Um, I did wear that uniform for a very short period of time. Um, and they ended up being my greatest baseball rival of my career. That is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's they, they were always stacked. Um, so I have oh, an yeah. I have an uncle who uh, works for the team. Um, okay. Dave Merrick. I don't know if you ever oh, had the opportunity. Yeah. Real nice guy. Great dude. Yeah. Real cool, cool guy. And um, so we used to go to the games constantly yeah. when I was young. Because I mean, hey, you could get the tickets. It's like ten bucks a ticket. Yeah. You know, for my parents, they don't want to drive all the way to you know City Field or at that yes. time Shea Stadium anyway. Um, yeah. And pay all that money so we just we'd go to these games constantly it was the yep. best um and yeah they would just always win like they were just yes. continuously winning i think they actually won recently too but i think yep. it's great that you know obviously it didn't quite work out exactly how you could have hoped but again as you said everything's history you got to go to long yep. island you spent yep. some time there if i'm not mistaken you own like practically every record in long yeah. island ducks record yeah. book uh which yeah. is pretty darn cool so what what is so? And I don't. I don't know the best way to ask this question, but you know, we'll we'll just kind of hash it out a little bit. Yeah. What is it like again going from the Mets organization, obviously yeah. being a step away, like yeah. very close to um, the majors, and then I don't know if I want to say swallowing your pride and signing with yeah. one of these Atlantic League teams. I mean, I love them. You're still yeah. playing professional baseball. Yes. I was at a game the other day. Andy Chavez and Josh Tolley were on the team. Hundred percent. Like, what yep. the heck's going on? Like Andy Chavez yeah. made the greatest catch in Mets history, right? Yes. Like what's yes. going on? Yeah. So like, what what is that like? It, I guess is it coming to terms? Is it swallowing your pride? Like how do you like again? I'm making it sound negative, but how how did you like mentally say, yeah. okay, this is my next step? Well, first of all, it's a great question. Um, any person who's ever played in the Atlantic League or independent baseball, for that matter, um, who's probably ever done an interview has probably been asked a question similar to this. Um, I think the best way to answer it is the first part is it really is a misconception, mm -hmm. really. And I'm not Good. just saying that because I was there for such a long time. Um, you hear all like the potential negatives of what the independent league or Atlantic League is. For example, there's no major league affiliation or you're not getting paid a ton of money um, or you take buses to all the stadiums. Um, anyone who knows professional baseball knows those are all of the attributes and traits of minor league baseball. If you are under a major league organization, um, you really don't start making any real money until you're a major league baseball player. And even when you get to double and triple A, maybe you're making, you know, a right money, but you're not breaking the bank. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, another thing that fans and, and, people that haven't gone to the games and experienced uh, that level of talent don't understand is um, there is not a big difference between double A AA and triple A level baseball 
and the Atlantic League. And I'll even go as far as to say, I'm not quite sure that there is um, a difference in the level of talent. Um, the talent that you see um, at the Trenton Thunder, um, there's a good chance if you go to Somerset and you see a Patriots-Long Island Ducks game, there's a good chance you're going to see the same talent, if not better. And the reason why is because, like, to your point, you saw Andy Chavez and Josh Toley. You're going to have guys with major league experience, with AAA experience, guys that are polished, guys that have been there before, guys that know what they're doing. Whereas if you go to a Lakewood Blue Claws game where I had an opportunity to play earlier in my career, yes, they're professional baseball players and extremely talented, but those are younger talented players. Mm -hmm. they're, they're still learning. They're not as polished. So I think there's a little bit of a misconception as to the talent level um, and the kind of baseball that the Atlantic League especially um, – offers. And um, I was very grateful because if a league like that didn't start and exist, my career would have ended eight years prior. So how I like to look at things is regardless if I was getting paid um, $3 million a year by the New York Mets or $3,000 a month by the Long Island Ducks, I had an opportunity to play professional baseball in front of thousands of fans every single night and continue to play a game that I love for a job. So Extremely grateful for the Atlantic League, uh, for teams like the, the Patriots and the Ducks. Um, I think it's. I think that league is, is very beneficial for Major League Baseball. They have found a lot of great talent out of that league. Um, and not to bore you with such a long-winded answer, but most recently you see guys like Rich Hill. Rich Hill, mm -hmm. who yep. has been an incredible starter for the Dodgers. Um, he was on the Long Island Ducks four seasons ago. Um, every year you hear of a story of a guy who started the year in the Atlantic League and either found his way to the major leagues or found his way back. So um, I think fans, I wish fans could learn more about it. Part of me wishes the Atlantic League would do a better job of marketing the story and the level of talent more so fans would understand um, the kind of players and talent they have there. Yeah, I think, I mean, I love it. I mean, we go, I don't go to, you know, 15 or 20 games a year yeah. or anything, but, you know, we go to three, four, five games, and, you know, I always try and see a different opposing team because, Again, yeah. like I, I just showed up to a game last year and I was like, wait a second, Andy Chavez is here? Like what's yes. going on? Like it was just the coolest thing. So I do want to see, you know, those, those um, you know, obviously the MLB players that kind of have, have phased out a little bit and now on the back end of their career. But as you said, I mean, like there's, there's talent there. Rich Hill yes. has now broken the bank. So, you know, good for yeah. him. Very well yeah. deserved. Um, and I think, I think it's awesome. You know, I'm all for it. I'm always just curious how you know, being hyper competitive, being yeah. a professional athlete, right? Like, yes, first off, you get to play a, a game and make money doing it. That's yes. got to be the coolest thing in the world. But at the same time, knowing that you had the goal of making the MLB, you had a goal of, you yeah. know, all these things. And um, not saying that that diverted you, because as you said, it's still a very high level of competition yeah. and people still come out of there. There's still scouts at some of these games. Yeah. It's not like they're just totally off the map at that point. But it is obviously different than playing for an organization specifically. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. There's a lot, you know, there's pros and there's cons of it. Um, the con, of course, is not being under the umbrella of a major league organization with the opportunity of getting promoted or demote, you know, those kind of things. Um, but I'll tell you one of the other, uh, one of the other pros is, for example, um, when you play in the Atlantic League and you play for a team like the Patriots or the Ducks, you have an opportunity to showcase your talents every night, which give you the opportunity to um, extend your career in other places. For example, winter ball. A lot of prospects go play winter ball in the Caribbean countries. <clears throat> so you have an opportunity to play in front of major league scouts and, and along with major league players. A lot of players from the Atlantic League uh, perform very well, and they get offered contracts in countries like Ty Taiwan and Korea and Japan, all of which pay extremely, extremely well. I'll just give you another example. Because I played um, for the Long Island Ducks, I earned an opportunity 
to begin my winter ball career in Puerto Rico. Um, if I didn't play in Long Island, I would never have played in Puerto Rico. I would have never have been teammates with guys like Yadier Molina, with Bernie Williams, with Ray Ordonez. Um, I played with some of the best players in the world, and a lot of that happened in winter ball, um, all because I, I continued my career um, in the Atlantic League with the Long Island Ducks. I think it's awesome. Like, yeah. yeah, just just that opportunity. I mean, you just name dropped some pretty cool people. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I'm all for it. Ray Ray. I mean, geez, you know. Yeah. I, I was his I, double play partner for no way. Months. Like, that's what's so crazy to me. Like, you're a diehard Mets fan, right? Yep. So, like, I remember being in high school and cut, like watching Ray Ordonia as this defensive wizard. And because the Atlantic League existed and because they had this concept of, you know, creating a league that, a league that would allow players like myself to continue their career and possibly get back to the big leagues. Now I'm the second baseman and he's my shortstop and I'm playing with and turning double plays with a guy that I used to like idolize on TV. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, I wish ultimately the average fan that was at a bar or, um, really loved major league baseball. I wish that they could either be educated or the Atlantic league would do just a little bit better of a job marketing their compelling story and the talent they have. Um, because I think more fans would be very interested in going and really quickly to your point, it's a hell of a lot cheaper going to Somerset mm -hmm. Stadium for $10 free parking and watching a great baseball game and driving back to your house in time to watch baseball tonight or MLB network to catch the Yankee highlights, right? Mm -hmm. So to their, to, to a strength for that league, I think that's a great marketing ploy. Come watch our players play and get their fight their way back to the major leagues, save some money and get home in time to watch the highlights. Yep. And the games aren't four hours long, which no. is also very, very Absolutely. nice. I appreciate yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I love the Atlantic League. As I said, I've been going for a while. I remember, um, I don't remember exactly the day of the week, but it was sometime in the summer. And my mom was like, we have to, like, she got a phone call from my uncle and was like, you guys have to come right now. And she's like, why? What's going on? Jose Canseco's on the Newark Bears. You oh, have yeah, to yeah, come yeah. right now. So yeah. we just, whatever we were doing, my mom was babysitting at the time. So like, I don't know, like eight of us just show up to the stadium. Yeah, it's we see Jose Canseco. We're all like, hi, I'm too young to really understand yeah. what's going on. But looking back at it, like I got to meet him. I got to shake his hand. Like maybe not the greatest person on planet earth, but as a baseball player, he, he was incredible. Bash brothers. He's, like it's insane. He's a, yeah. He's, he's a legendary name forever. Absolutely. I mean, I just think about my time with the ducks. I think like, for example, the other, uh, two days ago, uh, I was speaking with, or I sent him a message, my former teammate, Dontrell Willis, who was a rookie of the year, world series champion. He's Detroit. now on Fox with like a rod and, and the big hurt in the postseason. He was my teammate. I played with Edgardo Alfonso. Um, I played for Buddy Harrelson. My manager was Gary Carter. Like these are all people that are coming and going that I was teammates with. And not only were they my teammates, but I, I was able to hold my own and perform at their kind of level, mm -hmm. which for me, um, I'll always be grateful for. And I think, me having the opportunity to show that I can hang with some of those highly talented players is going to, it, it's going to help me as I keep transitioning into being an entrepreneur into building a business. So I, I think the Atlantic league is just, it, it's, it's a great play, not only for the players, for the fans, for the ownership. And um, I have a feeling that they're, they're going to continue to grow because there's going to be a need for leagues like that as minor league and major league baseball, the, the platform and their format is changing. Yeah. 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 That's some, that's some heady stuff. Uh, I don't know yeah. enough about it to, yeah. to really comment. Um, you know, hopefully everything figures itself out, but yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, I would not be surprised if yeah, a couple more Atlantic leagues pop up or, or the leagues that are there start to expand, which would be really exactly. cool too. Yes. So that would be yeah. nice. A little extra structure rather than creating an entire league. Um, you know, adding yes. a couple of franchises would probably be a lot easier and, and you brought it up, but you were Elgato Alfonso for a little bit. 
as Ray Ardonez's um, double play partner, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yes. and, and yeah, as you said it, and I need to say it again, absolute wizard. I don't think he could swing a bat. I don't think I ever saw him get a hit, but like yeah. <laughs> as a defender, man, that guy was nuts. Yeah, but was so good. with with your time in Long Island is when yeah. you started to create this brand, Dig Me. Um, correct? Like that's when it kind of started to, it was, it was there, but it was really okay. starting to click. Yes. And I understand like when you, when you stopped is when you opened up your first shop or while you were still playing is when you opened up um, your first shop. While I was still playing, but I kind of planned it, um, with the idea that I knew that I was coming to an end. Mm -hmm. um, I'll always remember uh, some great advice that I was given, you know, never stay too long at the dance. Mm. So I had kind of, you know, I kind of took a look at where I was as an athlete and I was very fortunate for, for my time in the Atlantic league where I performed at a really high level. And some people, you know, some people thought that I was one of the better players there for quite some time. And I always remember saying to myself that um, I'm not going to stay and watch myself not be one of the best players in the league. So um, in 2012, I took the leap to open my own store, which is an entire, entirely different backstory. But I took the chance, um, one of the biggest risks of my life, which turned out to be one of my greatest life challenges. But I did in 2012, knowing that in 2013, I, I was going to retire. So in 2013, I went into the season with the Ducks. I announced the fact that this was going to be it no matter what. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was it. I opened, uh, the Digme Nation, our first store that only carried Digme, um, in 2012, uh, winter of 2012. So really going into 2013. Um, and that's what really spearheaded the whole, it really is going to attempt to be a brand and a business rather than a glorified hobby. Um, I did start the nickname back in 2003 and I think I made my first sketch or first logo in 2004, but I learned very quickly that you can't attempt to be Derek Jeter and, uh, Tommy Hilfiger at the same time. It, you just can't do it. I mean, it's, it's almost impossible to build a business like Tommy Hilfiger if you're doing it every minute of the day. So I learned that the hard way for the, the first, you know, six, seven, eight years. And then in 2012, I realized, you know, baseball is going to come to an end. I think that if I dive into this full time, um, I have an opportunity to, to build something extremely special. Um, and, uh, and that's it. And we're still kind of right in the middle of trying to build something special. Well, you're building, you're not trying. I know you're building yeah, it, yeah. which is, which is very yeah. exciting. Um, so, so there's a couple things. One, uh, I do want to understand and I want, I mean, I understand, but I want everyone listening to understand, um, the logo, which is very important and as, as, as everyone will see, it's, it's very prominent and really just where, <laughs> where, what exactly is Digme? It's a fashion line, it's a brand, yeah. but, but what is the differentiating factor for you guys? Yeah, great question. Um, so what is Digme? Um, well, first of all, I like to say Digme is a personality. Um, you know, Digme is um, the brand itself, we like to say, is a brand that acknowledges great, perform great performances and passionate personalities. So when I came up with the idea, I've always been into fashion. I've always been into clothes. Um, and when we came up with our logo, which we call him the guy in the tie, um, just very quickly, um, I, I had the nickname. I came up with the different kind of version of the spelling, the font with the two stars on the eyes. And um, I'm like, well, we need a logo. And all the other fashion brands had animals. And uh, I was really discouraged right away because I'm like, all the animals are taken. Like, what am I going to be? Like, <laughs> be the dinosaur? Like, I actually said that to myself. And uh, you'd appreciate this. I was in double A. Um, I was playing in double A with the Pirates. Uh, we're playing against the Bowie Bay, Bay Sox, double A for the Orioles. And I had one of the worst games of my career. I was like 0 for 4, three strikeouts. And at the time, I hardly ever struck out. And I remember after my fourth at bat, my hitting coach came up to me. He tapped me on the, on the behind. And he's like, hey, Ray, 
that guy's one of their best prospects. He throws 96, 97, hard slider. Sometimes you have to tip your cap. So that night I, I hustled back in the clubhouse and I'm like, that's it. That's it. We're going to come up with a logo of a guy tipping his cap because I've always been enamored with the, the era of when men wore suit and ties and top hats to baseball games. Guys would hit a home run, the fans would tip their cap. There was once a time when men were really gentlemen and a pretty or attractive woman would walk down the street and instead of them hollering or saying you know, inappropriate things to her, yeah, yeah, they would yeah. tip their cap. So I said, this is it. We're going to have a logo of a guy tipping his cap, acknowledging great performances in people that have passionate personalities, people that want to chase their dreams. So that really is the backstory to our logo. Um, our brand is what I like to call a lifestyle brand. So we are not high-end fashion. We don't do suits and ties and, and, um, and dresses for women. What we do are uh, we create a collection of T-shirts, sweatshirts, polo shirts, um, zip-up jackets, hooded sweatshirts, basically things that I would like to say is um, we're, the, we're the type of clothing that you want to wear out socially. We're the type of clothing that you want to wear out when you want to get a little bit more comfortable. And what I've been saying recently is, you know, wear the t-shirt or sweatshirt or jacket that you, that you want to put on after you take off your suit and tie or dress clothes from work. Um, and, uh, you know, we've been in stores like Bloomingdale's and Tilly's. Our hats have been in, in uh, the hat store lids. So that's the kind of uh, collection that we're offering. Um, and then hopefully as, you know, we grow and hopefully we have, you know, a little bit more success, we'll offer a little bit more upscale products like, you know, more fashionable polo PKs and button down shirts. Um, but right now we're just trying to keep it simple because we still have a long way to go. Although I feel like we're building a really good foundation onto something that's going to be hopefully very big one day. Yeah, man. I mean, it's super cool. I, I love how you explain, you know, exactly like, Hey, like after you take off your suit, this is what you're wanting to put, you're yeah, going to want to put yeah, on. It's yeah, very yeah, comfortable. Yeah. It's fashion yeah. forward, but at the same time, it's not too upscale. You can be, yes. as you said, this clothes you want to go out when you're trying to go out to dinner, have a drink with some friends. 100%. Like it's super easy, but I love the tip your cap. Cause yeah, that is a very much a baseball term, right? Like yeah, or it's yeah. at least a sports term. Like, sports Hey, term. he did great. Like, you know, you got beat. Yes. Get high. It's going to happen, man. Tip your yes. cap. It is what it is. So I love, yeah. I love how you guys, you know, when you had that, you know, you turned a really awful day into, you know, a, a cool potentially life-changing day cool <laughs> idea exactly yes, so yes. i think i think it's awesome man i love what you're doing and that's exactly why i wanted to have you on obviously yeah, being a, a former former player um you know in with some of these incredible athletes as you've name dropped um yeah. you know which is i would do that too so i would tell yeah. everybody that i play with you know, is, <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy about that is i actually kind of try to take some pride in not that i get on people that do um, but in, in situations or, or conversations, interviews like this, you know, sometimes you have to, to give a little bit more color or exactly. yeah. story, right? Um, if I said, Hey, listen, my college roommate, um, wore my first digging shirt at a bar, people would be like, Oh, okay, that's cool. If I said that arguably the greatest defensive catcher in the history of baseball, Yadier Molina wore that dig me t-shirt on ESPN, everyone's like, really. So sometimes you have to, you know, and, and this is, you know, one of those times. I would also call Yachty probably one of the best bat flippers ever after oh, what he God. did in the playoffs. That was insane. He just took yeah. it and threw it in the left field. I didn't get it or right yeah. field. I'm sorry, but I didn't get it. And I loved it. And I thought it was hysterical. I watched that one on of, loop one for of, a while. One of the most intense people, but awesome people I've ever had the opportunity um, of playing with. And, and honestly, one of the nicest, like, you know, I try to be respectful with some of my former teammates were, you know, most people probably would call them and say, can you do me a favor and wear this? And sometimes I don't talk to these guys for three, four, six months at a clip, maybe longer. Um, but he's the kind of guy, like if I sent him a message, like he'd get back to me and treat me as if I was the batting third for the Cardinals. Like he's just, I can't say enough about him. He's such a good dude. 
That's awesome. That's that, that's good to hear. He's always seemed yeah. like a pretty cool dude. Um, Cardinals, I've never been a huge fan of the Cardinals, mostly because yeah. Carlos Beltran forgot to swing. But, I mean, yes, yes, what yes. other other than that, it is what it yeah. is. Um, yeah. But, no, I, I just love what you're doing, man. Obviously, your story is incredible. So, what you kind of, uh, you know, you, you explained it a little bit. But, like, what is – how? I mean, you said Bloomingdale's also, by the yeah. way. Let's not – let's you, you kind of snuck that in there a little <laughs> bit. But, like, clearly you guys are doing some stuff. So, what is yeah. – I guess, what is the next – like, what are the next few steps that you guys have to take to really bring this out to – you know, is it, is it more of a regional brand right now? Is it more of a sport yeah. specific brand? How have you, what is it currently and how do you kind of get it out of that bubble so more and more people yeah. can really start to enjoy it? You know, that's a great question. I, I think you're probably going to be a little bit surprised with, with, with some of my answers. Well, first of all, we are definitely still a regional brand. So, you know, when I drop a retailer like Bloomingdale's and I say uh, Lids and I say Tilly's, you know, you and other people like, holy cow, like, Ray must be just absolutely killing it. Um, those are great accomplishments. Don't get me wrong. And they'll forever be on our resume. And it gives us a sense of credibility for meetings and presentations. Um, but we are still extremely small. Um, we are a regional brand right now. And uh, we're trying to get over the hump and become a national brand. Um, one of our biggest challenges right now is how can we market better? You know, I'm sure whether you've talked to some of your guests or even you, for that matter, I've been following you on LinkedIn and you're putting out great content. The challenge for all of us that are trying to grow anything, whether it's a podcast show, a business or a brand, um, is how do we get more eyeballs to see it, right? Um, more eyeballs mean more people are going to have opinions. That means more people may not like it, but on the reverse, it means more people will. Mm -hmm. So for us, our biggest challenge, um, still being a, sp a small brand, still being a brand that has limited marketing dollars is... How can we market better? How can we get our most bang for the buck? How can we get in front of more people to see it? Because uh, the one strength that I truly believe that we have, um, you know, we make polo shirts and t-shirts and hats. Do I believe that ours are uh, the best out there? Of course. But whoever else has the best polo shirt is tied with us or we're tied with them, right? We're not, you know, we're not curing a disease. We're not doing something like crazy. The polo and t-shirt have been around for ages. What we have to do is tell our story. And our biggest difficulty right now has been doing that. Um, going back to what I mentioned about, you know, you trying to, to grow your show or get people to see you on your social media platforms. We are too. And I'm trying very hard to build a community um, to attract more genuine followers, getting more people to engage with us. Um, it's been extremely challenging because um, I'm sure you you felt this way about maybe people you look up to. I look at other brands and I'm like, how in the world do they have a half a million followers? Or how in the world do they do X amount of sales when you look at what you're doing? And I never say that we're better than any other brand. But when I admire someone else's work, I say, well, I think we're just as good or I think we're deserving, we can be in that conversation, but why are they so far ahead of us? So, you know, long-winded answer again is, that's our biggest challenge. We're a regional brand with a goal to be a national brand, um, and we're looking to market better. We're looking to earn more eyeballs and, and earn more support. And um, I think when we solve that problem, whether it's tomorrow or in another 10 years, I think that's when you're gonna see Digme go from a uh, small, cool brand that is local in the Jersey, New York area, to possibly a national or international brand. Definitely an international yeah. or national brand. Yes. That's, that's yes. what we're expecting. That's the goal. With, yes. That's the goal, man. And I love it. Yeah. And again, it's high quality stuff. The man yeah. in the hat the, with the tie. Yeah. What is it? It's the man, man in the... We call it the hashtag on social media. We use the guy in the tie. Guy in the tie. Um, our three biggest hashtags, of course, the first one is Live Dream Be. So Live Dream Be stands for live your dream, be yourself. We're very, you know, I, I of course, I, I 
kind of wrote that in, in short of something that was much longer at the time. Um, but I think it's simple and straight to the point. And, and I'm a big believer. It's kind of like how I live my life a little bit is, you know, I believe that if you are living your dream, so whatever your dream is, it seems like you're doing it through this. Kind yeah. Of I, I just content. want to do this for the rest of my life. So yeah. that's cool. Like, you know, I'd be happy I'm, with actually, that. I'm actually falling in love with putting out content as well too. But I, I truly believe this. If you or me or anyone else there, if you wake up every day and you're actually living your dream, then that's what it's all about. And then my only caveat or, or tip for that person, me or anyone else is live your dream, but make sure you be yourself along the way. Try not, you know, for me, I can't try to be Tommy Hilfiger or Calvin Klein or, you know, when I tried to play like Daryl Strawberry and I wasn't tall and lefty and a power hitter, it doesn't work, right? So for us, live, dream, be is our number one uh, mantra. I guess you would say that's our Nike, just do it. And then our other two big ones, of course, are tip your cap because that is really the backstory behind um, our logo. And then we came up with uh, the guy in the tie because people say, who is it? You know, people ask me all the time, Ray, is the silhouette of the guy tipping his cap? Is it you? And I would always say, well, I came up with them, but it's not just me. It's anybody out there willing to chase their dreams and look good while doing it. So those are the big three. Live, dream, be, tip your cap, the guy in the tie. Let's rock with it, man. Awesome. Yeah. Right. This was absolutely fantastic. I mean, that's about all I got. Is there anything, yeah. any other life nuggets you want to drop some people? Cause you've given us some good ones so far. Oh, well, I appreciate it. I mean, um, first of all, I, I want to say, I love what you're doing. You know, what's so funny. We met, uh, I would say, I think probably roughly a year ago, maybe Yeah, pro- like March ish, yeah, I think March, last right? year or something like that. Um, and it's so cool. You know, I guess one of the things I would pass along to people that may listen to this is, um, really get out there and network. You know, I had an opportunity of doing something where I met someone and she introduced me to you. And, and here we are almost a year later um, and, and we're doing something really cool on, on your side of your content. Um, so I would just recommend people to keep going out there. I think one of one of my biggest, I, don't, I hate using the word regret, but I think one of the biggest mistakes that I've made, and, and I'm realizing this now, is um, a lot of people see me and they're like, oh, wow, you know, Ray's always you know, so smiley or positive, or, you know, he's not shy in front of a camera, all of which is true. Um, but for a long time, I wouldn't really put myself out there. And, and now looking back, I'm like, wow, if I would have just kept up with the blog I started in 2012, or if I would have hit record on my iPhone six years ago with some of the ideas I had, I wouldn't be trying so hard to, to catch up now, whether it's doing, you know, video content every day or writing a blog article each week. Um, so I would just tell people, listen, go out there, meet people, shake, shake hands, share their story. And don't be afraid of putting stuff out there because at the end of the day, the people that aren't interested, aren't going to watch anyway. Mm -hmm. And the people that are interested are going to watch because they feel a need to hear your story. So, um, I feel really compelled to tell people now not to be so shy and just to go out there and, and share, share their story. Someone out there wants to listen. Um, and then one other thing I want to say to you is I hope that, we can continue this conversation maybe uh, somewhere down the road in the near future on my side of my podcast. I'd love um, it. Because I, you know, right now for me, even though I'm getting older and I still feel super young, I'm trying really hard to learn how to get better at uh, creating content, but also how, how to share it. You know, like this whole Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn thing for me, I enjoy doing these kind of things, but I'm not quite sure that I'm sharing it or producing it or editing it correctly. So I feel like I have a lot to learn. So, you know, maybe uh, on another conversation, you can pass along some tips to me. I would love to. And I'll leave some of it here, especially if you have guests. I mean, it's, it's about yeah. getting them to share the content, right? Because I'm going to ask you to share this because 100%. people are interested in your story. And that way they can yeah. learn a little bit more about who you are, who's Ray, 
what is Digme and how does this work? Um, so there's that side of it. And of course, some of those people will like, hey, that's pretty cool. Let me check out some yeah. of the other ones. That's like the goal um, yep. with with having you share it. But at the same time, I mean, it's um, you're familiar with Tim Ferriss? Of course, of okay. course. Yep, love Tim Ferriss. Um, he, I don't remember if it was a podcast or whatever the heck I was listening to, but he said something that totally resonated with me. He's like, all right, so there's how many millions of people, billions of people on planet Earth you don't need a billion people to be successful. I mean, That's you really right. only need a couple hundred thousand and like you can, you can move mountains at that point. Yes. Um, let's call it a million though. Do you think there are a million people on planet earth that are interested in the same types of content that you're interested in? No doubt. Yes. The answer is yes. So yes, no doubt. don't, don't cry. As you were saying, be your, be yourself. Don't, don't create something that you think people would want to see or hear or, or feel just create what you want to see feel or hear and just put that out because there's yeah. enough people out there that are going to be interested in the same types of things you are. I'm interested in longer form content where I have a really great conversation with somebody. Yeah. Done. All right. I'll just do that a lot. You know, obviously put it out. I'm actually hiring a guy to clip all this down. I mean, I'm, I don't make any money on this, but I, I want to be very successful at it. So I'm going to hire yeah. some guy, clip it down, put some stuff out all across all the social medias, give you some stuff so you can share some of the great yeah, nuggets absolutely. that you dropped as well. And yeah, it'll cost a couple of bucks, but if, you know, in a couple of years, awesome. you know, I'm the other Joe Rogan. I mean, shit, man, I'm not yeah. too angry about that, right? You're absolutely right. And you know, and just real quick, because I know you got to run, but a couple of things. No, you're good. If, if, if you shoot, um, if you shoot to be the next Joe Rogan and let's say you miss by a little bit, oh, that's no. not, not going to oh. have a bad, you're not going to have a bad gig. Right. And I, exactly. people said to me all the time, um, you know, Ray, you tried to be so hard, you know, to reach the level of Derek Jeter. And I say, yeah, I came up a little short, but look at 14 year career. And now we're trying to build the brand. And, um, you know, one of my idols is Ralph Lauren. Um, chances are I'm not going to be Ralph Lauren or Digney's not going to be Polo, but, what if we built something that kind of got in a conversation that would be pretty cool, you know? So that's another, that's another little tidbit that I would pass to people is, you know, don't be afraid to, to, to dream big and chase big because if you come up short, you're still going to get a big piece of the pie. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I think that's really what it's all about. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. I have one quick awesome. question. I know you're younger than me. Um, in, in regards to creating content like this, um, do you, do you think that there's ever a limit or age as to when people have missed the boat? You know, like I've been diving in and people are like, Ray, you should have been doing this years ago. And I've been getting caught up in, man, did I miss the boat? Am I too old to be doing my own podcast show? Did I, you know, did, did I miss the boat? Or is anyone going to listen to me now if I put out daily content like I'm trying? And I no. know what the real answer is. The answer is no, there's yeah. There's something inside of me that's like, oh man, I hope I'm not too old to do it. No, I mean, like, again, you have a cool story. Like, yeah. people, they're, they're really old people that are putting out, that just started putting out content and are extremely yeah. successful at it, right? Like, I mean, there's, you're not that old. I mean, yeah, shoot, no, what no, are no, you, no. like, 65, 70? No, thank you. I look good gotcha. for that. Yeah, you look really good. But, I mean, no, like, that's, that's, um, and I don't, I, to be frank and not mean, like, that's ridiculous. I mean, just think, like, if you had some of these players the baseball players that you've been friends with for a very long time on your show I can guarantee you people are gonna watch like it doesn't yeah. matter you know oh, yeah. it's kind of cool that you're there so I mean yeah. if you haven't sent a text message to every single person in your phone that you played baseball with um, asking them to hey you want to chat for 15 minutes yeah who's you know some of them are gonna say yes some of them are gonna say no and that's oh. really how that's how you're gonna I think explode your your yeah. brand you're gonna explode you know your personal brand yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, hey, if you could get Jake for five minutes, oof, 
Hey man, two t- two time reigning Cy Young back to back, maybe yeah, yeah. three time. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. I think that'd yeah. be pretty cool. I think it, it would work I, too. And I'm going to be working on that in 2020. I've been I'm, I've been pounding out some content. Um, I'm just not the most uh, technical savvy guy, but I'm getting over that fear. Like even if you even if you suck at something, like that's what held that's what held me back many you know many times in the last few years. Like I'm not good with the camera. I'm not good with the iPhone. So therefore, I'm not going to do it. But through a lot of, you know, content that I've been reading and listening to, people are reinforcing the idea. Who cares if it stinks? Like, just put it out there. You're only going to get better with more work. So you'll be seeing some interviews with some of these players. Hopefully in 2020, we got a couple of guys on board with spring training around the corner. So I'm sure you'll be interested to follow. Yes. Why not go down to spring training? We always, we always do that. Yeah. Uh, We always do that. And we're actually growing our team. We just got a couple of new, new people joining our, our Digme team. Um, a couple of guys, you know, that are Mets fans, a couple of guys that are Yankee fans, they're going to, they're going to head down to spring training and, and create some cool content. So you got to be sure to keep following us. Dude, I do yes. every day. I see some of your stuff. And I would say, um, the only thing is with, uh, so I was in Arizona during spring training and that was incredible because all Never the stadiums, been, that's amazing. Yeah. the stadiums are like 25 minutes apart from each other. It's not like you go down to, you know, the, the, um, you know, the, the Florida leagues and it's just like, Oh, it's like, Hey, two and a half hour bus ride. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, Arizona was incredible. It's a hop, skip, and a jump. And now, yeah. granted, the tickets are like fifty dollars for like Giants games and everything, which was crazy. Oh, wow. but still, yeah. very worth it. And it's a crazy yeah. place. So that's awesome, man. Good for you yeah, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, definitely, I'll let you go. I just want to say thank you so much for the opportunity. This was yeah. awesome. So, like I said, I'll definitely follow up where we can schedule you to come on my show. Um, but uh, please follow up today. Let me know your uh, let me know your your shirt size, and uh, I'll have the guy in the tie send you a thank you. Uh, extra medium. How's that sound? Extra, that sounds like, that sounds like <laughs> a size that we should start making. Extra yeah, medium. There you go. No, man, this was absolutely fantastic. One more time. Ray Digme, Navarrete, cool guy, baseball player. Knows some of my favorites, so I'm very jealous. But Ray, thank you so much, man. I appreciate your time. Oh, anytime, man. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and all the episodes of For the Love of Sports. Um, on a personal note, I would really like to say thank you and and sincerely sincerely mean that this is the actual favorite thing that i get to do just talk to incredible people have great conversations and i learn and hopefully you're learning something and hopefully we can laugh along the way so if you could please give this a five-star review if you could please share this um subscribe to it do whatever you have to do the more people that do that the more these stories and these conversations get out and i'm really hoping that one day um one day soon this will be something that i get to do as a full-time job um, on top of my other full-time job of course but this is an absolute blast sincerely appreciate it check the show notes for all social media handles anything that came from the episode we'll have everything down there and i hope you really did enjoy it so if there's anything i can do better please make sure to reach out uh, my email address michael period one at gmail please make sure to check me out on linkedin uh, on instagram and and just reach out because i'm willing to answer any questions and hey if you got a cool story i'd love to have you on as well so thank you so much sincerely appreciate it and i hope you make it a wonderful day